In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. This is Marie Zimanoff, your host, and we are here every week to cover topics that can help you take control of your career. And today is no different. We have an amazing guest joining us who has wrote the book on how to negotiate your severance. And Paul Levy is going to share some of that information with us today. Paul, this is a a topic that not very many people are talking about, and many people don't even know maybe what this is all about. So I'm excited to hear from you today. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Marie. It's really a pleasure. And you have quite an impressive background. You've been in healthcare. You've been in education a little bit. Just give us a, a brief bio for yourself. Uh, most recently, I was running Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, which is a big academic um, hospital in in Boston. Uh, in previous jobs, I was a professor at MIT. I ran the regional water and sewer system in eastern Massachusetts. I was the regulator for the utility companies in Massachusetts, director of the Arkansas Department of Energy, and various other jobs along the way, including consulting. So this is something you've experienced in the corporate seat, not just academically, which is good for our listeners. And tell me uh, a little bit sides, about in, in the fact, impetus. Both is the hiring. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Yeah, tell me about the impetus yeah. of the book. Well, well, I was going to say it's, uh, I've experienced this on both sides, both as someone who's been laid off and also as someone who has laid off people, and. Um, Recently, we, uh, Farzana Mohammed and I noticed that, that a lot of young people in particular who we had been counseling in their employment were going through layoffs and didn't know how to handle the situation. So we, we did a bit of research and we, we wrote a book to help people through that process. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about layoffs, and then we'll talk about what severance is, because some people might not even know what, what it is that we're referring to here. So actually did a whole show a few weeks ago on some signs that you're getting laid off. So we'll just kind of briefly cover those. What are what do you see as some of the top signs that there might be a layoff coming? Well, um, I, I think the, the, the most likely sign is to, to watch the financial results of your company, either as reported publicly or what you're hearing around the proverbial water cooler. Um, in in the coffee room of the company. Uh, Everybody knows when a company is starting to go through a downturn. And unfortunately, as often as not, most companies, when they go through downturns and are facing financial problems, think that the best way to solve those problems is to lay people off. Um, And uh, there are some companies that don't approach it that way, but I, I have to say most of them do. Um, this is a pretty traumatic experience for people because uh, this this is not the same as being fired for poor performance. This is being laid off usually because the company is not doing a good job in the marketplace or in running themselves or whatever it is, 
And it's really not your fault, but you end up being the victim of circumstances. Right. And a lot of times without too much warning, if you aren't paying attention to some of those signs you mentioned. As often as not, it is without much warning. Although you can sometimes get a sense that you're in trouble by the way your supervisor is talking to you. And, you know, people have pretty good instincts about this. Uh, the other thing is if you've seen other people being laid off in your company, that's that's a sign that there might be more to come. Um, I, I think most people are not caught totally by surprise when layoffs occur, but they are caught by, surpri- by surprise that it's them, that it's they who will be laid off because they think they're doing a good job and, oh, they can't possibly lay me off. I'm really important to what my company is doing. Right. Well, unfortunately, they don't They don't always think about it the same way you do. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that people can do to prepare themselves, obviously, if they think they might be laid off. Let's stick a little bit more to the um, kind of employment contract area of that that we're going to talk about, or maybe the financial area of that in terms of what they need to be thinking about. Well, I, th- I think it's it's a good idea generally when you're working for any organization to make sure you keep proper documentation of your time with that company. And by proper documentation, I mean keep a copy of the offer letter, keep a copy of your performance reviews, keep a copy of the employee handbook, keep a copy of any official documents that the company has sent you as an employee, either you alone or to employees in general, All that kind of material is important background that can help you establish a better case for yourself if and when you need it. Um, uh, All those documents uh, are documents you're entitled to have. Um, As an employee, you're certainly entitled to have your offer letter and you're certainly entitled to have your performance reviews. But beyond the, the formal documentation like that, Keep copies of emails between you and your supervisor. Let's say, for example, that you've been requesting from your supervisor some changes in the way things have been running in order to better do your job for the company. And if the supervisor hasn't been responsive to those, uh, that's important information that might help you later down the road, for example. Right. So you have some documentation knowing your current policies and, and, you know, how much time paid time off might you get. And so when I was um, kind of first starting in this business and getting more into the coaching side of things outside of academia, I was partnered with a person who was trying to encourage employers to put how they handle severance in an employment contract or to discuss it up front So before we kind of get into negotiating it when it's happening, I'd love your thoughts on that if you have any. What Are companies doing that? Do you recommend that individuals do that to ask about severance when they're negotiating their offer? I think that would be an excellent idea. There's nothing like having it in your offer letter so that it's there in the event you need it if there is a layoff. And let's think through that. Now, why would a company be willing to put in an offer letter how much they're going to pay you if they lay you off. 
Um, the reason is this. When, when a company has decided to hire you, they've usually done it after a pretty extensive search process. And they, uh, once they've decided they want you, they, they really, really want you. They don't want the number two person on their list. They want you to come work for them. Um, uh, they don't want you to go work for the competition. And it is actually a, a good time to ask for things. Also, it, it's a good time in terms of the severance deal because it, it doesn't really cost them anything to give you some kind of guarantees at that point. So if you say to them, for example, um, language like this, I'm really excited to work here. I'm so pleased to have this job and to work with the people and on the mission of this company. Uh, I would feel uh, comfortable, more comfortable um, if in my offer letter there was a provision that covered uh, the situation in the event my job is terminated or I'm terminated, not for cause. Uh, in other words, if there's a change of control in the ownership of the company or if there's some other set of uh, uh, events that occur that cause the company to lay me off, um, could we please have an agreement as to what the severance policy would be at that point? Would I get a certain number of weeks' pay for every month or year I've worked here? Uh, would I get... Um, uh, um, uh, advice from a from a placement consultant who could help me find the next job. Could we also talk about what kind of references would be available to me? Those kinds of general things, as well as the monetary things, uh, are very reasonable to put in a in an offer letter. Um, and uh, and as I say, it's it's a good time to ask for that because no one's really thinking about that. They they just want you to get to work because they've been through this process and they've decided you're the best person for the job. So it's a very it's a very sensible time to ask for it. Right, and it admits from the very beginning that this is not a long term marriage. Right, we know that that really doesn't exist, and both for the employer and the employee to acknowledge that up front has some has some validity for all of us, some good value for all of us. Well, and it's not its not that you want to go to them and say, look, I expect to be laid off in a year or two. its You actually want to frame it in the opposite way. You say, I'm really excited to be here. I'm really hoping this is a long-term relationship between you and me and the company. But we all know that things can happen that would make that not be the case. So let's just have a contingency built into my employment agreement. And as I say, I think I think most employers would would look at that and say at that request and say sure, why not? Let's let's put it in. Yeah, yeah, sorry I didn't mean to suggest that we would say it's not going to be long term, but <laughs> the realistic piece of it isn't, right? Companies are That's... things happen and and the rate of change has increased. So if if we can discuss our whole relationship up front, it's going to make it much easier throughout. So I'm glad you agree with that. When we were trying to get years and years ago, it wasn't um, wasn't taking off, but I wonder if this might be the time because employment is good and then it, the layoffs were maybe too prevalent. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if that idea can catch on. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to really dive into how you handle the meeting when you're getting laid off and how you negotiate your severance at that point should you have the opportunity to do that. 
and maybe how you know you have the opportunity to do that. So we'll take a short break and we'll be right back in just a few minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we have Paul Levy, who's joined us to talk about negotiating your severance And we've been talking about how this is something that people aren't aware of. They're not thinking about it when they get hired and perhaps even when they're getting laid off. And Paul, you've seen the specific audience that's not aware of this and maybe missing out on on it. Tell tell us a little bit about that. Well, Fazan and I have been doing a lot of counseling of of young professionals, people who are going into high-tech and startups and the like. And, and these young folks are so enthusiastic when they get a new job with a, with a company that's going to change the world or transform a particular field. And, and, and it's a great, exciting work environment, you know, and there's all this swag. There are sweatshirts and thermoses and, and uh, free lunch in the cafeteria. And you really feel like you're part of a team and you really feel like you're making a contribution to the team and that you're important to what they're doing. And then all of a sudden, the, the firm has a downturn, and they call you into the office, and they say, uh, Marie, I hate to give you this bad news, but we won't be able to keep you on anymore. And you sit there and say, what do you mean? And they say, well, I'm sorry, we have to lay you off. Psychologically, that's a huge hit for 
for people, particularly highly accomplished young people who've done a great job in school and in their early career. And, and they're really set on their heels at that point, and they're shocked, and they're worried about the money, and they're worried about if they'll ever get a job again. And it's, it's really a very tough situation. So that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is mid-career people and even people near the end of their career who also discover one day that their company no longer wants them. And they're just as surprised. So it doesn't matter how old you are or how long you've been working, but but particularly if you're one of the, if you in your 20s or early 30s and you've never been through this, it can be a real shock and and um, and a very uncomfortable time. Yeah, and you're not um, thinking about that, as you say, when you start, and they're offering you all these wonderful incentives. And as we were just talking about, you, you could actually ask for this as one of your incentives. But we'll kind of move on here and talk about you get to that place and you're going to get laid off. What do you do in that meeting? The simple answer is you don't do much in that meeting, and in particular, very important, very important. You don't sign anything. Um, what often happens in these layoff meetings is they say, uh, we're so sorry we have to do this. We really care about you. But luckily, I've been able to uh, negotiate for you a good severance deal, a good, a good payout. Um, I just need you to sign this letter, and then uh, we, can, we can send you the money. And what's in that letter? Well, it's a very important letter to the company and to you. It's, it's a, a release. It's a legal release in which you promise not to sue the company. You promise not to say disparaging things about the company, and you might promise other things. What we say to you is if they offer you that letter in that meeting, just say to them, thank you very much. I'll review this and get back to you. The other thing to do in that meeting is this is not a time to argue to keep your job. They've mm. already made the decision that you're going. And, and I think if, if you want to say anything, it's uh, I'm so sorry to get this news because I've really been enjoying my time with the company and I feel that I've really contributed to, to our mission and our purpose and, and, uh, and what, what the company is trying to do. Um, but if, if you're telling me that's over, I accept that and um, thank you for the time we've had together. And then you just shake hands with people, take the letter with you. Um, they'll probably take you to your office to get your personal effects. They'll ask for your ID, your key to the building. Um, uh, they'll, they'll probably shut down your email. Um, and um, you leave and you go home. Okay. So making sure that we don't sign anything we leave on a positive note, and that can be tricky, but you're burning bridges if you um, start giving any negative feedback, even if it's requested. I've talked to some people about the whole exit interview thing, right? And you don't want to really say much in that because it's most likely just going to make you look bad, and the companies usually don't change anything anyways. Um, so you're not <laughs> saying anything negative. You're just sticking to the positive letting yourself kind of absorb that and not feel like you have to react in that moment. Exactly. I, I, you will not be prepared to react in, in a way that's going to be helpful for you if you start arguing or if you start criticizing other people or the business plan or anything else that's been going on in that company. Um, 
uh, also, let's understand that the people who are talking to you are themselves probably a bit nervous about doing this. Um, they're, they're a little scared as to how you might react, believe it or not. They just want to get through the meeting and, and feel that they've done it in a professional, thoughtful way. And so if you respond in kind, if you respond in an adult way saying, oh, I'm so sorry to hear this news, I've really enjoyed working here, I think I've really contributed to the place, but I understand times change, business uh, circumstances change, and um, thank you very much for the time together. And um, I'll take a look at this document and I'll be in touch. Right. Just to um, stick to the facts, which is what I usually coach people to do in sticky situations. Stick to the the facts. uh, Know that you're going to have that emotion and you don't want it there. You want to go and have that emotion in a place where it's safe for you. Absolutely, and where you're, where, where you're with friends or other colleagues who are going to be supporting you. The other reason to behave in that way, by the way, is it's not at all uncommon for companies to rehire people that they've laid off in the future if there is a good relationship between them. So um, I'm not saying you necessarily want to go and work for them again after they've laid you off, but, but you might. Um, and who knows, six months later or a year later, they may call you and say, hey, things have turned up again for the company, and we really appreciated your time with us, and you were so gracious when we had to lay you off. Would you consider coming back? And Of course, that will be a good time to negotiate a new salary and everything. But um, but for the for the layoff meeting, just, just try to keep your cool and so on. And it's perfectly fine when you get to your car to start crying or screaming or whatever, or call your best friend or call your mother and, and, and go through it then. I mean, you're going to have to get it off your chest at some point, but don't do it in that meeting. Yeah. So you get this letter, you go home, you look at it. Let's talk about two different scenarios. The first is there's not any mention of severance. How do you know if you can ask for that, if it's not offered? What, How do you navigate that? Well, first of all, whether there's a mention of severance or not, if if there's no mention of it, um, or if an amount is mentioned in the letter, um, uh, you can negotiate in either either case. It's very unusual for a company not to offer some severance when there's a layoff. Um, Perhaps if you've only worked there a month or two or, or whatever, but even in that case, very often they offer severance because they know that you accepted a job with them and probably turned down a job with somebody else and that you're going to have some period of your life coming up where you need to look for work and and it's it's prudent on their part and, and appropriate to offer you some, some payment. Um, um, likewise, if they do offer you an amount... Um, um, there's a good chance that that amount is also negotiable. Um, so in terms of, of how much you should ask for, that will depend on your situation and so on. And we can, we can spend a few minutes, Maria, if you like, about, about the process for doing that, uh, whether you want to do it on your own, whether you want to get a lawyer involved and, and the like. But uh, I think it's, the simple answer here is it's always negotiable. The company wants you to sign 
the release letter. It's very, very important to them that they not be sued and that you not say disparaging things about them to the community and to other businesses and to the marketplace and on social media and all those kinds of things. They just want you out of there. They just want this done. Um, and so until you sign that letter, this is the key leverage you have. Until you sign that letter, you have the ability to negotiate a better deal for yourself. They will be likely, they'll be responsive to that, to a better deal. And, um, and so the question is how you ask for it and what you ask for and, and, and what's behind the request. So I don't know, Paul, do you have a few minutes to stay with us and, and talk through this process and what um, people can ask for, et cetera? Sure thing. All right. Well, let's take a short break then. And when we come back, we'll dive into that. So we'll take a short break and be right back here on The Career Confidant. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and today we have Paul Levy with us covering a very good topic on negotiating severance. So we've talked a little bit about how to know if a layoff is coming and what you can do in that meeting to make sure that you handle yourself well. And now we're really ready to dive into the the nuts and bolts here. So 
you were talking about the process and that you can manage it by yourself, the negotiation or with a lawyer. Tell us a little bit about that process and how it looks one way or the other. Okay, remember, you, you've left a meeting with your employer, and you have in hand a copy of a release letter they want you to sign, and they've told you how much they're willing to pay you in severance and perhaps other terms and conditions that, that they're willing to give you in return for your signing that letter. Um, uh, and if you don't sign the, you don't have to sign the letter, but if you don't sign the letter, you're not going to get anything except the money that's due you for the amount of time you've worked. They have to pay you for the amount of time you've worked. And so you have a choice. Do you sign the letter right out, or do you try to negotiate a better deal? And as you negotiate the better deal, is it good enough so that you decide to sign the letter? Um, A question people often ask us at this point is, should I hire a lawyer to help me in this negotiation? And and our our advice on that is if your salary was $50,000 or more, Yes, you should hire a lawyer to help you, uh, because whatever you have to pay that lawyer, it might be two or three thousand dollars, whatever it is. I'm reasonably certain you're going to get back in a better deal with with the company. But you don't have to hire a lawyer, and if you do hire a lawyer, you also don't have to let the lawyer talk for you. You can have the lawyer help you write letters or emails or make your arguments and, and, and the like with with the company. The advantage of having a lawyer to help you is they're objective and they've been through this before and they tend to know how hard to push and so on, and they're working for you. Uh, Whereas if you're on your own, you're kind of feeling your own way. That being said, we have friends and colleagues who've done this on their own and have done it very well. For example, there was one friend who was working for a computer company. She took the job. She moved to a new city. Uh, The company decided after several months there that they were going to close down that office. And they said, we, we're going to lay you off. And and she left the room and she sent an email to her boss saying, you know, this doesn't feel fair to me. I, I took this job straight out of college during the normal uh, recruitment cycle. I turned down other opportunities because um, you said this would be a great opportunity. I've really produced for the company. I've done what was was expected. And now uh, the company, for whatever set of reasons, has decided to close down this office You've offered me a month's pay as severance, but it's going to be months before I find a new job because that recruitment cycle is a yearly cycle, and it just doesn't feel right to me. Um, What if we were to talk about a longer severance period or, or, or more money? And lo and behold, just on the basis of that email, which she wrote in a very friendly and forthright fashion to her supervisor, the supervisor wrote back and said, you know, you're right. It isn't fair. And instead of a month's severance, we'll give you X amount uh, of dollars. So there was a case where someone in their own naive, thoughtful way um, made the case for themselves based on the facts of the situation. The supervisor agreed because the supervisor had hired her and was feeling badly for her. And, you know, it's a small world. You never know when you're going to run into people again. And so he authorized more pay for her. By the way, ironically, of course, the supervisor was then let go himself a couple months afterwards. So, so that's that's one approach is is just to prevail on the fairness of what they're offering you. Um, but there there are other approaches you can take as well. And Maria, if you'd like, I'll just dive into a couple of those. Would you like? Me well, to? and I like what you shared about that one. Just quickly, is that there's some reasoning logic 
research behind it, not just I want more because I want more, <laughs> right? I want more because yeah. there's a longer cycle. There's You've got to have some kind of backup to your request. So I like that about your first one. Keep going. Well, and, and, and yes, you should always give a reason. Just <laughs> it doesn't work just to demand more money. <laughs> There's got to be a reason that would be persuasive. Um, and, but remember that. Remember too, they want to do the deal with you because they want that release letter signed by you. Uh, there are also times where the company has made a mistake, where um, whether they've made a legal mistake or an HR mistake, or they've just done something that's a little bit untoward. So, for example, a friend of ours was working for a manufacturer in California, and she went away on maternity leave, came back, and six weeks later, uh, they laid her off and offered her. She had been working there for three years, and the package they offered was was kind of skimpy. And, and she made the argument that we've just talked about, the fairness argument. But then she also asked a question of the HR representative. She had her on the phone, and she just asked this question, does this layoff have anything to do with the fact that I just came back from maternity leave? Now, of course, the person in the HR department did not answer that question. But believe me, the person heard the question. And the last thing that a major manufacturer in Northern California wanted was a story in the newspaper or spreading around social media that a senior engineer in a, a company that was supposed to be a really progressive company was laying somebody off. It was laying off a female senior engineer six weeks after her maternity leave. And so even though they never answered that question per se, they came back with a much more generous offer. There was another case of a computer company that hired uh, a number of coders around the U.S. who were working remotely, and they were paying them using PayPal. Well, it's perfectly legal to use PayPal to pay the company, but they were charging the transaction fee of PayPal to the employee rather than paying it themselves. Well, this particular person hired a lawyer, and the lawyer said, called up the company lawyer and said, look, what you're doing is wage fraud because you're taking wages from my client that he has earned because you're charging a transaction fee that a third party is charging. You should be absorbing that. By the way, by charging that fee, you're engaged in criminal fraud, in, in wage fraud. My client is willing to overlook that in return for a better severance deal. So that's that's kind of a hard line kind of negotiation, or it might feel that way. But it's it's often the case that startup companies and other companies make mistakes, and those mistakes can be used to help negotiate a better deal. Right, and you are aware and paying attention um, and kind of know when to seek out that legal advice and when not to, I guess, or because um, you can also get caught up in something like that and not uh, move on with your life, right? There's got to be a heavy medium there somewhere. There does. And um, a lot of people think, oh, if I hire a lawyer that's going to create a bad relationship between me and the company and so on. So you want to be careful about what kind of lawyer you, you hire. You want someone who's calm and thoughtful and well-behaved and, and so on, but is experienced. But please understand that companies uh, expect you to hire a lawyer. They don't take it personally. And when your lawyer calls the company lawyer and saying, you know, I represent Marie in this 
layoff. She uh, obviously she's disappointed in the layoff, but she has great affection for the company, and she really doesn't want to create troubles. However, I, I, our view of the severance proposal that you've offered in this in this release letter is it's not quite adequate for the situation, and we'd like to talk about a more appropriate severance. A company lawyer hearing that is going to say, is going to engage in the conversation. Yes, they'll be a little bit more on edge because they're dealing with a lawyer and they know there's always the potential for a lawsuit. But nobody wants a lawsuit. You don't want one. You don't want to pay the expense of one. And your lawyer doesn't want to go through that. And they don't want to go through that. And when two lawyers are talking to each other, they both know that. And they know that there'll be a settlement that will come out of it. That's, that's good, good for both. So this is just such great information. People don't, don't know it. So tell us how they can find you, how they can follow you, how they can get this book. Okay, the, the book, like every other book in the world nowadays, is, uh, is on Amazon, both in uh, uh, paperback and Kindle version. And it's called Don't Sign Anything, A Guide for the Day You're Laid Off. And the authors are me, Paul Levy, and Farzana Mohammed. Um, and uh, we're both on LinkedIn. We're both on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear from people about their experience. We'd love to hear um, uh, success stories. Uh, um, and, and if the book can be helpful to you, um, uh, we, we'd be very pleased with that. Uh, we really we wrote the book just to be helpful to folks in this situation because we had a number of friends who went through this. We ended up advising them, and um, and and uh, and they said it was really helpful to them. Now the thing about about a book like this is is you need to have it in hand. <laughs> so of course we suggest you buy it and put it on your bookshelf and hope you'll never need it. Um, but um, Amazon gives pretty quick delivery if you need it overnight also, or you want to read the Kindle version immediately. So one more time to give us that the title of the book. Sure. It's called Don't Sign Anything, A Guide for the Day You Are Laid Off. It's short. We, we wrote a short book, but it's packed with information. It gives you basic principles of negotiation, but also gives you a lot of stories and dialogues that you can use as you go through this process, a little advice on, on how to pick a lawyer if, if you decide to pick a lawyer, some, some stories from real life of people who've, who've done this. Um, and uh, it, it's, uh, it's an easy read. Uh, we tried to make it very accessible. We both, we both advise on negotiation around the world, and we train people in negotiation. But this book is written in plain English and is, uh, is short, and, and uh, I think you'll find it very helpful. I can't imagine it's anything but helpful, given how wonderful you've been today. So thank you so much for sharing that. And um, Paul, it's just been a pleasure to have you on the show. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise. My pleasure. Thank you. All you listening out there today, don't go away because I'm going to come back and unpack this and put it in a checklist for you like we always do at the end of the show. We're going to say goodbye to Paul and thank you so much for sharing your expertise. Just been a wealth of information. So thank you again, Paul, for joining us. And we'll be right back here again on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio 
Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking with Paul Levy, co-author of Don't Sign Anything, A Guide for the Day You Get Laid Off. Now, if you're going to do a checklist, the place you start here is with the proactive step of thinking about this when you sign on to a job, asking about it as part of your offer, as part of your package, so that you understand at least what the severance is or is not when you get hired. Can you enforce that later if you sign an offer letter that says that you're going to get a certain amount of severance and then 10 years later um, they lay you off and their policies have changed? Who knows, but at least it sets the tone and keeps you aware and keeps you thinking about your own career in a proactive way. Not that we want to go in and say, I I expect to be laid off, but I want to go in. I want to have a good long-term relationship here and current climate. We all know that things happen. What, what is your policy when you do layoffs? Great question to ask when you're in that final negotiation of an offer. As Paul was saying, you want to make sure you get that offer first. They really want you. They've given you that written offer. It's an excellent question to ask, and then you can decide where you want to go from there. Second big point here is, as we discussed a few weeks ago with Nancy Curry King, it is really up to us to pay attention and understand what's going on in our companies, in our industries. Gone are the days where we could keep our head down and work hard and expect to have a long-term job, really. I mean, you're looking at three to five years, uh, the average tenure for people in a job maybe a little bit longer average tenure in a company. I don't think that I've seen that data. But when you think about that and you're going to be changing jobs more frequently, it's, you know, hopefully going to be your choice. But when it's not, 
are you going to be prepared for that? And that's like the whole mission of our entire show is giving you what you need to be prepared for that. So it's not just a small thing. I understand that. And keeping your head up, looking around, noticing what's going on in your company, reading newsletters, all of those things that we talked about with Nancy to really be aware of what's going on. And when you think that you're invincible, you're in trouble. One of my most poignant memories from early in this work was talking to someone who was at a company who had repeatedly laid off people for about seven years straight by the time I met with my client who was still at this company. And she continued to think that she was stable there and secure there. And just because you may have made it through a few few rounds of layoffs doesn't mean anything. It, it means it could be you tomorrow. In fact, it's more likely to be you tomorrow than if your company's never laid off, right? So thinking about it as stability is not your company. Stability is your network. Stability is your skills. Stability is your career agility, as I like to say, in terms of ability to move and change and keep yourself moving. Ironically, perhaps, the more used to that you get, the better off you'll get at it, the better you'll get at it. People who struggle the most are ones who've been in a job for 20, 25, 30 years, and then they have that change. Now that you're more likely to change more often, although it may seem counterintuitive, you'll actually get better at it, and maybe it will be a positive thing for you. That's not how it feels when you get laid off and you go into that meeting. So third big thing is that you go into those meetings and almost build a a wall emotionally for yourself at that moment to handle it like a business deal. This is a business deal. And very astute advice from Paul that in that meeting, in that meeting, you really don't even say much. You listen, you ask about the process, similar to when you get a job offer and we have those excited emotions and we can move too fast and sign an offer that isn't the best for us or sign without asking enough questions. Same thing applies here, only it's those negative emotions that might get in our way. They're real, they're valid. You need a time to express them and a place to express them. In that meeting for your layoff just isn't the time or place. I highly encourage you, and if you are having a reaction that is understood and like appropriate, of course, that you connect with someone. And that's maybe one of the resources the people in your company can provide. Do they have an, an employee assistance program that's offering counseling it's different than transition assistance. We're not talking about outplacement here. That's the nuts and bolts of how are you going to get a new job. And maybe some of them provide a little bit of emotional support. But if you're really struggling, if you've been somewhere for a long time, that may not be enough. We don't think about it this way. But if you had been married for 25 years and you got a divorce, you would expect some pretty strong emotions to go along with that and hopefully some counseling or coaching to work through the emotions of that. When people get laid off after a long term or sometimes a short term, just depending on the person and and their reaction, they can feel the same way. 
And if we don't process that, we don't get through it, it's going to hang on and make it hard for you to really move on and be successful in your next job. And that's the last thing you want. So don't say anything in that meeting. Take that piece of paper home that they've given you, that letter of separation, look through it, understand your options, and decide how you'd like to move forward. Do you want to have someone help you look through it, a lawyer that might guide you in negotiating or help you negotiate, or maybe just a colleague who's been through something similar, or maybe you go home and order Paul's book so that you can walk yourself through it that way. Give yourself time, just like you would with that job offer letter. And then don't be afraid to negotiate. Everything's negotiable. As Paul said, they want you to sign that separation agreement so you can decide, is it more money? Is it support in the transition? Maybe money for that. There are many different ways that you might go about negotiating. And of course, you're always going to be most successful if you have some kind of thought out logic behind that as the stories that he gave where people were talking about the recruiting cycle or some other good background to go along with their request. Hopefully, you don't end up in this position, but if we are thinking about it ahead of time and we're prepared and perhaps even negotiating it when we get that offer, we won't be surprised when it does eventually happen to most of us that there's a transition that isn't our choice. We hope that you'll keep listening to us here on The Career Confidant and getting the tools and resources that you need to take control of your career. And we'll see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.